there, fans of Healthish and Body and Soul? Well, I hope you're a fan. That's why you're tuning in. And thank you for listening. If this is your first time, I'm your host, Felicity Harley. Now, to celebrate 2022, we're giving you for this week only, our most listened to wellness episodes on Healthish. Actually, next week we're going to do nutrition. But author and photographer Jodie Wilson joined me back in February to chat through the importance of practicing simplicity and how we can embrace more of it in our overstuffed lives. I thought this was a great chat to drop just before Christmas or the New Year's period or whenever you're listening to this. If you do want more from Jodie, she's up on Extra Healthish talking about her wisdom on living a life less distracted. Now, that ep went off. You love that one. So I highly recommend you listen to that one too. You just search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts if you want to listen to that one. Jodie, welcome to Healthy-ish and you have a book. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here. We're talking about simplicity. Well, I want to perhaps I shouldn't say grill, that's probably the wrong word, pick your brains about what simplicity actually means and looks like. Well, let's start off. What does it mean to you? Um, Well, I kind of embrace simplicity as an attitude and a mindset. And I think a lot of people, when they think of simplicity, they think of it as an aesthetic and it's kind of been hijacked by matching glass jars and cloth shopping bags and And linen linen pants. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like kind of that's the the very privileged aesthetic view of simplicity but simplicity is kind of you know I've discussed it on my blog for 10 years and I've really kind of looked into it as a mother and a woman and a few years ago I realized that it's not something that I wanted to add to my to-do list like um, declutter become a minimalist I'm now practicing simplicity simplicity is is an attitude and a mindset. And I think it's actually a lot messier than a lot of people first think because um, for me it's about using up all the food in my fridge so I'm not wasting food and it's about really asking myself what's sustainable in my life as a woman and a mother. Um, It's about having fewer choices sometimes and less obligation and less plans so that I can live in a way that feels more authentic and right and not so stressful for me. Um, It's also like keeping my children's clothes for the next sibling to hand down, which isn't minimalist in any way if you've got four children. Um, And it's also accepting the fact that sometimes simplicity is just ordering takeout because you're exhausted and it's about cancelling Um, social events because what you really need to do is lie on the couch and go to bed early. Um, It's often going to bed early and getting enough sleep. It's drinking enough water. It's just all those little things um, that you choose to do every day that I suppose make life more enjoyable and more meaningful and yeah, that's. that's I like what I've that. Come I mean, when, when you're talking to me, I feel like it, it's almost creating your own version of simplicity yeah. for your life and being conscious about the decisions you make. Yes, if you like the minimalist lifestyle, you can mm. do that. You can consciously do that. But really, it's about giving yourself permission to let go of the Western world. Um, what's the word? Like encroaching in on you and suffocating you to just go, ah, mm. oh, breathe. Yeah, and this is exactly. what life's about. Yeah, 
And for me, you know, it's also got a lot to do with the environment. So for me, it's about, you know, really consciously choosing where we buy things and on the flip side, choosing what, you know, we choose to go without, you know, being very aware of that. And we buy a lot of secondhand clothes and furniture and and things like that. But, um, yeah, it is about, I think it kind of goes in the opposite direction to what we've been taught as successful, and that is that productivity is the ultimate. And, um, you know, we live in a world where we need to hustle and drive, but I feel like there's a real shift happening, and I, I think the pandemic has really prompted that. Um, and we're, we're starting to be a lot kinder to people, a lot more accepting when things don't go to plan. Um, we're, we've been forced to embrace uncertainty, which I think really forces us into the moment and really makes us realise that, wow, today is really all we've got. It's all we can plan for. And I think it's made us ultimately relish in what we can enjoy today. Um, so, yeah, simplicity is what you make it and I think it ebbs and flows with the demands of life. It's not always neat and it's not always um, aesthetically pleasing. Um, and as I write in the book, you know, for me as a mother of four children, there's just always going to be a lot of odd socks. I've come to <laughs> yes. accept that. Yes. Um, and that's very literal and um, probably metaphorical as well. So, yes. Now, you packed up your life and family and travelled around Australia, obviously, in search of this simple life. What? Mm. Perhaps tell us about a highlight of the trip when you really realised that this is what living a simplistic life really is. Was there any kind of location or anything? I mean, you, mm. you have some beautiful photos in there of Ayers Rock or Uluru, sorry, I should call it Uluru. Um, you know, was there any location where you just thought this is it? There was quite a few times when my partner and I looked at each other and we just kind of nodded with this incredibly intuitive knowing that, wow, we've made a really good decision here. Um, and and there were those moments in the most ordinary of places um, when, we, when the kids were just playing outside and we'd just found this new little town somewhere on a country road and we'd settled in for the night. Um, and I think living in a caravan with four children, your partner, and just carrying all you owned with you, it was just an incredibly powerful lesson in that we really don't need a lot to live well. Um, but we actually were at Uluru at a really pertinent time and we were there six weeks before the climb closed. Oh, wow. So there was a lot of people that were there to kind of climb it for the last time and to say they'd done it. And um, there's a really powerful sign at the base of Uluru um, written by the Anangu people um, and they basically pose the question, is this a place to conquer or is this a place to connect with? And it was one of those, like, it, it gives me goosebumps now just thinking and talking about it because I just remember standing there and, you know, the four kids were, you know, running around and they were just covered in the red dirt that just seeps into your <laughs> pores when you're in, at, you know, at the red centre. And um, I just thought that is, you know, to my right was the, the most majestic powerful, um, you know, landmark in Australia that just is magnetic. And there were grown men crawling on their hands and knees trying to get up it. 
and they'd walk past the signs that these pleas that said, please do not climb it. And then I was like, this is just, this is life. Like we can either choose to connect with it or to conquer it. And, um, yeah, and we actually celebrated one year on the road there and it was, you know, I made a cake that day and we sat at the base of Uluru for about two hours sipping tea and eating cake and kind of acknowledging the leaps we'd taken to get to where we were. And for myself especially, travelling in a caravan and spending so much time outside in nature because that's the natural consequence of living in a small, small space. You just naturally spend 10 to 12 hours outside every day is that it grounded me and it really you know really soothed and relieved my anxiety and overwhelm in a way that nothing else has because I was spending so much time in nature and what used to irk me like you know wind used to really irk me and you know I was standing in the desert one year into travel and I it was really windy that day and I just remember thinking this isn't bothering me anymore like I just am kind of embracing it and feeling invigorated by it so it was a really um yeah that it was powerful for many reasons that being in Uluru but that that connect versus conquer question is one I think about every day what a wonderful experience Jodie thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish thanks Felicity Thanks for tuning in to this episode as part of our Best of Wellness Week. Yes, for this week only, we are playing the top five wellnessy episodes of 2022. And next week, we will do Best of Nutrition. If you want more from us, plenty of other episodes of Healthy-ish or Extra Healthy-ish, you can jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au, or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, or hey... Share it with a mate. Go on. That's a great Christmas gift, isn't it? Hmm, Great idea. Anyway, until next time you listen, try and stay healthy-ish. I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.